1: Welcome to the three martini lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Karambas of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three martinis coming up. Yes, indeed. We've got a host of good and crazy martinis for you today. I'm Chad Benson. And for Greg Corumbus, he'll be back next week. Jim Garrity, as always, from National Review is here. And let's start with the goods. We've got a couple goods. And let's start with SCOTUS and the Arizona Voting law, of which I've been following because I live in Arizona, and they have upheld a win for the Republicans at the highest court in the land, Jim.
2: Indeed, Chad. And you know, the end usually the Supreme Court has a really good sense of drama. They usually wait until the very end to uh unveil the decisions on probably the biggest or most consequential or certainly the the cases that have the highest level of public interest. Uh, um, just today, they upheld two provisions of the Arizona voting law, one part which restricted practice of ballot harvesting, and another provision that required that ballots cast at the wrong precinct on election day must be discarded. Uh, now, I think what's particularly interesting about this is a couple of days ago, the Department of Justice under President Biden, uh, under Attorney General Merrick Garland, said that they were so outraged over the Georgia election reforms that they believed they were illegal and unconstitutional and thus the Department of Justice announced a suit against the state of Georgia. uh, And colleagues like my Dan McLaughlin were pointing out, like, you know, this is a lot of the same stuff that was in this case about Arizona. You figure the Department of Justice would want to at least wait until this decision came down uh, so that they could, you know, figure out, you know, to not challenge something that the Supreme Court had just ruled as constitutional. If they'd ruled it unconstitutional, okay, then it's full steam ahead, but uh, that's not what happened in this case um it is uh you know the the, it is going to you know it's just a a shot below the waterline of that lawsuit against georgia and i think takes a decent i mean the democrats are going to still make the claim of oh this is jim crow 2.0 and this is uh the worst oppression and our elections aren't free and fair anymore and all that kind of stuff but um the fact that the supreme court ruled rather decisively in this case that uh Uh, There is no evidence. This is racially discriminatory and there's no evidence that this is an effort to suppress the vote. This is well within the realm of ordinary good maintenance of voter uh, lists and uh, trying to prevent fraud and things like that.
1: Yeah. You know, I I, I look at this and I I love the oh, this is suppressing, uh, you know, the vote, especially with people of color. I'm like, how? well because because they can't find the own district they're in the, they are like hey you know what i know my voting precinct's across the street but i'm going to i'm going to drive 12 miles away and vote somewhere else that's silly and when you talk about you know vote harvesting i like the way they always put it is like uh you know they, they it's it's all about words right jim like you craft the word to make it seem sympathetic this isn't about your 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 next door neighbor saying hey I'll drop your ballot off this is about groups coming to your house who are helping you but not really wink wink nudge nudge potentially filling out your ballots and and getting them there and that's the fear of this because people in the past have overreached it's it's it, it drives me crazy it's things should be common sense but it's not and you know if your mom wants to take your ballot that's fine they're a close relative of you they could do that if somebody knocks on your door on the day of voting and you've not voted and they want to help you fill it out, you should be wary of that.
2: Yeah. Look, but you know, not surprising. This is a a six to three vote kind of breaks down the way you expect. Uh, Probably a precursor of other big decisions will come down this way. Although I think it's worth noting uh, so far for the site, the, you know, a, a term that has ended here in 2021 uh, the number of unanimous or near unanimous Supreme Court decisions, the ones that were either 9-0 or 8-1, is actually about 10 percentage points higher than it has been in recent cycles. So this idea of, oh, you're going to see this crazy, extreme right-wing Supreme Court and they're going to run roughshod on a whole bunch of these issues. They are not uh, as deeply partisan as some of the coverage make you suggest. And the idea that, you know, Barrett getting, getting onto the court was going to lead to this era of, you know, Partisan warfare on this? Not really. At least not, not not in a whole bunch of cases. And in fact, there's actually more consensus. And I kind of suspect that some of this may reflect the fact that Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and Barrett are all fairly persuasive people. And I actually know that you know if we, if we want to get everybody together on this, if we want to get Sonia Sotomayor and uh, Elena Kagan and and you know justices like that on board, we got to narrowly tailor our decisions. We got to think through. We got to try to persuade them. Seems to be shaken out that way. Didn't happen in this case, but I do think it's an indication. You the, the spin on this may be, oh, here comes that crazy right wing Supreme Court. Uh, they look pretty unified on this. and I think a, it's just, you know, greatly undermining one of the big uh, arguments of the Democratic Party. You know, I, I suppose the Democrats could have argued more, but I think they uh, they might as well just they, they just mailed it in.
1: Yeah, they did. Probably. Well, you know, that's perfect because, you know, you could always mail in your vote.
2: Uh, There we go. Actually, yeah, voting by mail. That's an even better transition I should have thought of. You see, this summer is showing welcoming signs of a more normal life ahead. And finally, you can get back to enjoying life's little pleasures. Smiling at your neighbor, seeing a movie, and hey, now you can go back to the post office. All right, some parts of normal life aren't so great. But with stamps.com, you can skip trips to the post office and save on postage. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. You can send letters, ship packages, and you can pay less, in some cases, a lot less, with discounted rates from the U.S. Postal Service and UPS. Stamps.com saves businesses thousands of dollars and tons of money every year.
1: Stamps.com brings the same U.S. Postal and UPS shipping services right to your computer, which is amazing. They make it easy for small business to mail and ship without needing to take a trip to the post office. You print official U.S. postage and shipping labels 24-7 without having to leave your desk or buy any fancy equipment. All you need is your computer, standard printer. Once your mail is ready, you just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. Over a million small business owners like you are saving time and money. They offer deals that you can't get anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS and up to 66% off ups shipping rates and with their switch and save feature you can quickly compare carriers and find the best rate every time
2: stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead there's no risk and with the promo code 3martini t-h-r-e-e-m-a-r-t-i-n-i you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale and no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in 3Martini. That's Stamps.com, promo code 3Martini. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again.
1: You All know,
2: right. Chad, that's the I'm usually we go good, bad, and crazy martini, but we're heading towards 4th of July weekend. I'm in a good mood. I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you get more than one good martini, and we actually have two today.
1: Yeah, and uh, also another one of those situations where SCOTUS has delivered. And this one had to do with another case in California because, you know, people want to find out who's donating money where because, uh, well, it's just because we think we should know. Uh, settle down there. I think we know why people want to know who's putting money where.
2: Yeah. So this is a case I actually had, to, you know, following for, for you know, on and off. It's been going on for more than a decade. Um, California for, for many years or, you know, okay. Uh, they had a a rule in which you are a nonprofit. You had to don't disclose your donors, but they really started enforcing it in 2010. Uh, we should note who was elected California state attorney general in 2010. That was Kamala Harris. Jerry Brown was the, uh, the guy who actually began this process of stricter enforcement, but, uh, it really accelerated under Harris. And America's Prosperity Foundation is like, you know, what? we don't want to send you our donors. We don't trust you to keep this information private and, and not disclose it to the public. And if you put this out there, there are a lot of people who donate to us who like to remain anonymous. If we give that information to you, there's a chance that you're going to leak it and these people are going to get harassed and, and all this stuff. And this set off a decade-long argument about whether this was an infringement upon their First Amendment rights. Well, the Supreme Court ruled today, once again, six to three. California's law is unconstitutional. It is burdens donors' First Amendment rights and is not narrowly tailored to an important government interest. What I think is really kind of delicious about this. I had noted that this was a, a, you know, law and a decision that Kamala Harris had gone to the courts to defend over and over again. Um, John Roberts wrote the majority of decision, and without, you know, he doesn't really name her. Obviously, he's just talking about the, the the California Attorney General. And that when she left, Javier Becerra took over. Becerra kept defending it, and I believe uh, Bonta is the current Attorney General of California. But it's basically the state of California on on this side of this. Um, Roberts writes that it's particularly dubious considering it's only one, three, one of three, only one of three states that imposed a requirement, did not rigorously enforce it until 2010. Uh, points out the numerous times the state of California did not uh, can't keep this stuff secret. There are about 2,000 confidential of these forms that were inadvertently posted to the attorney general's website. Uh, dozens that were found the day before trial. All right. Um, should we go again? Chad, what kind of idiot attorney general would have all this stuff posted on the website? Oh, I that one. I don't know. Oh, okay.
1: The vice president?
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that particular state attorney general. Yes, that one. Um, and of course, then they point out that you know, the, the great irony is that, you know, the this, this state was like, well, we need this information. We need it for uh, fraud investigations and all the other stuff that we do. And one of the things that really is a problem, this is in the district court filing the state could not point to a single concrete instance in which pre-investigation collection of a Schedule B, that's the kind of form this is, did anything to advance the Attorney General's investigative, regulatory, or enforcement efforts. So they couldn't point to any case where we've used this information and we've, you know, caught someone committing fraud or, or doing something like that. So the of why did the state want this so badly? Well, I think it's safe to say that if California State Attorney General's office, run by Kamala Harris, really wanted to know who was donating to a conservative group like Americans for Prosperity. Um, and it's the, the whole opinion just kind of smack, uh, you know, metaphorically uh, uh, smacks the state of California around about it. Um, you know, Roberts observes that, you know, the petitioners in this case produced evidence that they and their supporters have been subjected to bomb threats, protests, stalking, and physical violence. Such risks are heightened in the 21st century and can seem to grow each passing year. One more reason, you do not want this information to be in the hands of government unless it's absolutely necessary. And if there is a fraud investigation, the state California State Attorney General's Office could go and get a warrant and get that information very easily. So if you have a good reason, it's not like the state has no options to get this information. They just don't want every you know, nonprofit in the state sending in their, uh, their donor information for no particular reason because they, affre- they fear that it could be leaked by a hostile prosecutor in order to lead to harassment or something like that um not only do I think it's the right decision i think i you know uh, you know allegedly milk toast even killed john roberts boy he just really lets the state of california have it in this one and uh, i think it's a um uh some something of an embarrassing day for vice president kamala harris which is something of a theme in our final two martinis.
1: you know it's 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 interesting i was in california and uh when prop 8 was the the hot ticket at that time and and uh it it failed and uh oddly enough names of people who had donated to certain causes magically ended up in the newspaper and one of the family owned kind of ice creameries there uh, was harassed, and there was a fire. There was all kinds of things that took place with them, and and we and that's what you're trying to protect. People should have the right to not only have their privacy, but also their First Amendment. And we all know in a world of politics, politics supersedes all of that. And as far as they're concerned, the end justifies the means. So if you can scare people into not donating because you don't want to be seen as woke or on the right side of of some sort of subject. That is a win for who at this point in time, I'm looking over at the Democrats. So this is definitely a win for for free speech. Uh, and California, once again, loses another one of their insane things.
2: Yeah. And for, you know, let's make a, a clarification here, Chad. This is not for political campaigns. If you donate to a uh, political campaign, all of that information is required to be disclosed to the Federal Election Commission. Just you know, n- None of that changes. This is all for nonprofit yeah. organizations, which are not supposed to be in the business of endorsing candidates or specifically supporting candidates for office. Or they can be active in political causes. They can stand up for what they think is right, support policies they think are good, but they should not be saying, go out and elect this person. Otherwise they may risk their nonprofit status. Um, and I've always been someone, you know, I, look, as someone who works as a reporter, I you know, generally support more, as much disclosure of uh, government information as possible. Uh, Corporations have to file certain information with the the Securities and Exchange Commission and and things like that. But private organizations and charities, I don't know if I want people having to disclose everything, particularly who's involved, just because we we are in this culture where if you donate to a political cause, there's a chance you're going to get a target on your back sometimes metaphorically, sometimes literally. And it's just one of yeah. those things where, uh, not quite literally, but you know, you're not paint- it's not that bummer of a birthmark Hal cartoon from the far side, but you know, if you donate to a, a political cause, some people will decide they hate you because of it and perhaps target you for retaliation. I wish we didn't live in a cult- country like this. I wish we didn't live in a culture like this. If we did, we could disclose anything. And it'd be like, oh, that person donated to a cause I don't agree with. Well, I'm not going to do anything to bother them. Unfortunately, we live in a world for maniacs. And if people want to donate to a charity, or a nonprofit and they want to keep it quiet, they have that right and the state the state of California could only get that information if they've got a good reason. And this means all of these donors can sleep easy tonight.
1: Yeah. And I and I meant that because they didn't donate to a political Cause they donated to uh, a nonprofit that believed in marriage equality. Just like was it last year, In-N-Out Burger, where they tried to cancel In-N-Out Burger because they had given to uh, a couple nonprofits that were pro-life, and then they tried to cancel it. And even liberals are like, "Yeah, you know, we're not canceling In-N-Out Burger. You guys can try to cancel something else, but not In-N-Out Burger." It's insane, man. And I'm glad they're 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 they finally got their comeuppance because again, it's politics, and in politics, people do crazy stuff because. They can sleep easy at night on anything, probably a bed of nails. And we don't want people to do that. We want them to sleep on better sheets.
2: If you notice we're talking about sleep, it's because we're thinking about my pillow. And did you know that my pillow is about more than just a fantastic pillow? Now my pillow has given the same attention that they've given to their pillows, to the Giza Dream Sheets. And their current offer is that for a limited time you can get two sets of the Giza Dream Sheets for one low price plus free shipping.
1: Oh, yeah. So imagine this, sliding into the most comfortable sheet you're ever going to own, guaranteed. It is the world's best cotton. Now, this cotton is grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's long, staple cotton. It makes it ultra soft and breathable. It's just available in a variety of colors and sizes, machine washable. The beauty of that, if I've got a bunch of these sheets, is they don't shrink. They still fit after your first watch, which is very important. You get a six-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited warranty.
2: Just visit mypillow.com and use the promo code martini at checkout. Or you can call 1 800 874 0104 for two sets of Giza Dream Sheets for just one low price plus free shipping. Again, that's two sets of Giza Dream Sheets for one low price plus free shipping with the promo code martini at mypillow.com. Or just call 1 800 874 0104. Sleep better with mypillow.com. All right. So our second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kamala Harris in a lot of our uh, <laughs> of our RTs yes. today.
1: This one is crazy, and uh, the rumblings are coming out. Uh, apparently, it's not just Trump that has some dysfunction and craziness uh, in the 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 governing of the country. Uh, apparently, working for Kamala Harris isn't the easiest thing to do.
2: No, it's not. And so Politico has this big, you know, long in depth expose. They, you know, well, I'll just summarize it in one paragraph. Quote In interviews, 22 current and former vice presidential aides, administration officials, and associates of Harris and Biden describe a tense and at times dour office atmosphere. Aides and allies said, Flournoy, who this is the uh, chief of staff, Tina Flournoy of, of, of the vice president, uh, in an apparent effort to protect Harris, has instead created an insular environment where ideas are ignored or met with harsh dismissals and decisions are dragged out. Often they said she refuses to take responsibility for delicate issues and blames staffers for the negative results that ensue. Now, here's the thing. There there are a couple of things that jump out about this article. First of all, there are enough sources in it where you can start saying, okay, this is not just one or two disgrumbled staffers or somebody feels like their idea was shot down too quickly or something like that. Clearly, this is something a little bit more systemic. Second thing is this story doesn't appear in Politico unless there are other people in the Biden administration who wanted to talk about it, who I don't necessarily leaked it per se or pitched it, but who basically were willing to talk to a reporter and say, yeah, there's a really dysfunctional atmosphere over there in the vice president's office. We don't know what the heck they're doing. So it's a very curious question about who's got their knives out for Harris and her staffers right now. And then kind of the third aspect is if you remember, go back to New York Times, right before Harris actually left the race, did this similar long and detailed article about the dysfunction on the Kamala Harris uh, presidential campaign. Now, you, you notice the same problems starting to come up over again. the same sense of, look, is part of this, uh, is, is Tina Flournoy, Harris's chief of staff, um, uh, uh, a real pain in the neck? Eh, maybe, you know, maybe. I'm, I'm sure if you're chief of staff, then the uh, atmosphere and mood and morale and all that stuff, yeah, that's, that's some of that's on her, but I can't help to notice, like, Flournoy just started working for Harris this year. And it's the same problem we saw in the presidential campaign. And it sounds like some of these problems are also in Kamala Harris's Senate office. Well, if you keep seeing the same problems in place after place with different people in it, and it's always the same person at the top, then maybe it isn't just a couple of bad apples or they're hiring bad staffers, it may reflect the person at the top who's supposed to be running these things. um, fascinating. I, th- you know, that th- this is you know a, a really unsavory portrait of working for Kamala Harris. I don't know if people thought it was really great to work for Kamala Harris, but I think this is um, worse than people might have expected in a high-pressure environment. And I think it's safe to say the results are sort of speaking for themselves. It's not like people thought, oh, they really seem like they were a well-oiled machine over there. Uh, but the other thing that I think is, I, I, I see this as a signal that there are certain folks in the Biden administration who look at Harris's operation and say. Those guys are not ready for prime time and they're going to cause us real headaches if they don't get their act together really soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, people are going to say, well, would you say this about a man? Of course, it's been said about a man all the time. Uh, One person said people are thrown under the bus from the very top. There are short fuses, abusive environment. Uh, Another person said it's not a healthy environment and people often feel mistreated. It's not a place where people feel supported, but a place where people feel they're being treated like blank. And, and I'll say this. I think sometimes people go into certain things. She probably is, uh, for lack of a better term, a ball buster because she didn't get to where she got to by standing still. She pushes forward. And I think sometimes they think, well, I'm working for a woman, so this will be easier because maybe I'm a woman. And, and she's. No, I think her whole thing is she probably demands a lot. And it's. And Jim, you know this. It's a day and age of. Sometimes the younger generation they think everything is an attack and it, it it's it it, it may be not be but I I do think you know in this day and age it, you got to treat everybody in a much different way than you did 20 or 30 years ago and so uh she sounds like she's got some dysfunction there and she probably has one or two people she can count on and the rest of them she'll she'll throw them under that bus
2: yeah, look, it is conceived. This is you know not the not the the response you people may have expected tuning into the Three Martini Podcast, but it is possible that a lot of this is on those staffers and that they walked into this job not really understanding uh, how challenging it can be, the the you know the intensity of the glare of the spotlight and things like that. Um, You know, when 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 Harris botches an interview, you you do raise the question about, you know, was she properly briefed? Was she up to speed? Was she prepared for that? You know, how how well is she being served by the people around her? On the other hand, she is the person who goes out there and has to give those interviews and has to, you know, give those answers and things like that. The I guess the opening anecdote in the piece, which I think is, again, just kind of the sort of thing where you can kind of tell, okay, this is not normal. Um, when Harris made the decision to visit the Mexico border last week, like it sounds like a lot of people in her own office had no idea the decision was coming. And, you know, when it became known, she's going to El Paso people who were responsible for making the travel arrangements were, were out of the loop. People outside the VP's office charged with crafting the messaging cross administration were completely blindsided by this. So it just sounds like there's really bad communication issues, which is not entirely Harris's fault, but it's certainly, you know, at the end, the buck stops with her. And, uh, you know, it, it's I guess it's the other thing that's just intriguing how much we see a ha- similar pattern of problems from her campaign, from her Senate office and things like that. So
3: oh, uh, yeah, rough, and,
2: weekend, not, rough, meant- r- rough couple of days for Kamala Harris. But, hey, you know, we're almost at the, week, at the weekend.
1: She's got she's got the weekend and she doesn't have to worry about going to the border because she's done that once. And that's all you need to do to fix the problems, as we all know. The Box has been uh, checked.
2: There you go. Yes. The
1: box has been absolutely checked love being on the three martini lunch i'm chad benson in for greg karamas follow me at chad benson show where do they get you jim
2: uh on twitter at jim garrity j-i-m-g-e-r-a-g-h-t-y uh also at national review writing the morning jolt newsletter every morning and uh often in the corner including uh, a post about kamala harris and the, that lawsuit over the donor list so uh, uh Good yeah there's no three martini lunch tomorrow at least not without me. It's, uh, it's, it's heading into the 4th of July weekend. As of now, we're supposed to have one on the 5th. You may want to tune in with great excitement to see if we actually do it or whether we realize the Monday after 4th of July is not a great time to do a show. We'll see. It's suspense and it's drama. Chad, always a joy to have you here sitting in for Greg and for listeners. We'll be back uh, at some point early next week.
1: You'll have, just have to stay tuned and see when. And don't blow your fingers off this weekend.
3: Find them at 4patriots.com slash martini. Uh, The great deal going on right now. The free solar panel that comes with the purchase of the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. And of course, their ongoing deal, free shipping on orders over $97. The key is to be prepared. Uh, You don't know when your power is going out. When you're prepared, you don't have to wait for the power company to turn the the juice back on and your appliances can be running while everybody else is waiting on pins and needles. The new uh, Patriot Power Generator 2000X has double the capacity uh, and is expandable so you can run the big appliances. comes with 12 outlets, including 4AC plus 2 USB-C outlets that can charge your phone 20 times faster. Also, don't forget about the uh, deals that are ending soon, uh, the Solar Go Fridge, the sauna wrap therapeutic blanket, and so much more. Visit 4 slash martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4patriots.com slash martini. That's 4 slash martini.